This is an Anami podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the pod. How are you? How am I? That's what I have to ask myself. How am I? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Man, that's what this podcast feels like when I don't have a guest sometimes. Like I'm just sitting here talking to myself, which is literally what I'm doing. But you're there listening now. Man, it's too trippy to think about. Um, I recently turned 32. How about that? I had a lovely birthday. I did some things with friends and family, you know. Uh, but I also spent a couple days by myself uh, at an Airbnb out somewhere in some beautiful nature. Um, just, just having some me time. And I've never quite, I'm pretty good at solitude. I'm pretty good at spending time with myself, but I've never quite done it like this, where I booked an Airbnb and did a little road trip myself and just spent a few days by myself in nature doing what I want. Um, it was really lovely, and uh, depending on how my life goes moving forward, you know, be if I'm single or not, we'll see. But I, I might make this an annual tradition. It was a really nice way to spend my birthday. I, I really enjoyed it. Just, just feeling things that I need to feel, just thinking through things that I want to think through, and then just being in my own flow and in my own sense of gratitude and in my own... Um, sense of connection to my life. Yeah, it was really lovely. And <laughs> and if you saw my TikTok, um, it, it just had, it had this really cool, the Airbnb had this really cool outdoor bathroom. And like a proper bathroom, a shower and a toilet and a sink, but it was out on the deck looking out over this beautiful valley with wildflowers and after the rain, everything's just been so lush. And so I got to, I got to have some of the best poops of my life. <laughs> truly, truly. Um, just, just a nice morning poop looking at the gorgeous, the, the gorgeous sun hitting the wildflowers and hearing the sound of the river below. It was truly magical, and I'm glad TikTok agreed because <laughs> that video got a lot of views, and um, I'm glad you enjoyed that as much as I did. It's a really nice birthday. Um, I've come a long way in a couple years, you know? I mean, we're more through the pandemic now. That chaos isn't around as much. Um, I'm going to play for you in a moment. Uh, the chunk, the main chunk of this episode is is a solo episode, but it's one that I recorded a couple months ago, actually. And it was actually the first time I sat down in this studio and on Growing Up With Devin to talk by myself and talk just to you without a guest. Um, so you'll hear me reference that this is my first solo episode, even though it ended up not being the first solo episode that we released. Um, in it, I, I, I kind of give you a little catch up to my life thus far. And I talk a bit about um, how turning 30 
affected me and how I made it through that and and just what what that process has been getting here. And I can say uh, turning 30 hit in a way I wasn't prepared for and hit kind of hard. But granted, it was at a particularly... Um, turbulent time in my life, I'll say, and a turbulent time for the world. I mean, it was the middle of the pandemic. So granted, that came with a different level of introspection and feeling. Um, So I'm happy to say, now 32, I'm feeling a lot more stable about my life. I'm feeling a lot more hopeful about my life. I'm feeling way grounded and excited about my 30s in general and being who I am and the age I am now. It's a it's a nice thing. Um, yeah, and, and I'm getting more used to talking to you guys alone. Watching back this episode you're about to hear, I, I don't know if it is good or not, or has value or not, because for me, it's a little bit like looking into an infinity mirror. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm watching myself <laughs> talk to myself as myself. Like it, it makes me <laughs> a little crazy and I get a little too self-aware and I, and I can no longer tell if what I'm saying makes sense or has value or not. So I'm just going to trust my producers that, that when I talk on my own, there's a reason to post it. And I'll read your comments and I'll try and learn and get better at this side of podcasting. You know, it's way easier for me to have a conversation with somebody. It's way easier for me to connect to another human being um, and, and bring you guys, you know, an entertaining, meaningful conversation. Just me here in the studio with my thoughts I don't know if you can tell or not. Uh, I have a lot of them. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. But I read your comments and uh, I I hope you enjoy these solo dives into my mind. And I will take all of your suggestions moving forward. So enjoy this episode, this solo pod me talking right to you and kind of talking through some stuff myself, you know, talking through a little therapy. You're going to get to see a little bit of how I process, a little bit of how I create the narrative of my life, a little bit of how my mind works. And I hope that's an enjoyable process for you because for me, it makes me go a little insane and I have to throw my phone at the wall. Um, God bless. (laughs) Enjoy this episode. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling your best, life's awesome. You're feeling good, you're in your flow, you're in your passion, all is well. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you're feeling stuck, you're feeling messed up, you're feeling bogged down, and you can't get through it. And sometimes talking to a friend or talking to a family member is not enough. That's where therapy can come in to help. I personally love calling my therapist because here's the deal. Sometimes having a a close personal friend, even if they love me, can't help me get through this thing. Sometimes it is so helpful to talk to a neutral professional about your problems, right? 
talking to someone who doesn't have a vested stake in your story and what you're going through, someone who can just listen and help you find the path through and help you find some clarity. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, I highly recommend it, and BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You don't even have to leave your house. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash growdevin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash growdevin, D-E-V-O-N. Welcome back to the pod, babies. Um, this is my first solo podcast episode, which I'm a little nervous about uh, talking to you with no guest, and I can't see you out there precious babies. Um, I just have to imagine you're listening. And so that's what I'm going to do. Okay. (laughs) So, um, you know, this podcast, we're exploring life. We're exploring adulthood meaning like life has so many different layers and, and transitioning from adolescence to adulthood is process with no clear definitive mark. I mean, I feel like my mom still jokes about that she sometimes doesn't feel like an adult and she's in her 60s, right? Like she still feels like the teenage self. Um, And so, yeah, even though there's no clear mark, we do find ourselves growing up and find ourselves in this adult life, adulting as as it were, you know, struggling through it. and this whole podcast is about interviewing people and talking through how do we get through it? What matters? How do we find meaning in all of this? And how is uh, how is our how, how are our lives going? How, how do we survive it? What are we surviving? How do we maybe get beyond surviving and into some level of thriving? Um, and so I'm going to share with you like some of what I'm going through with all of that uh, and just get into my neurotic mind with you. (laughs) Uh, I do think through and feel through uh, deeply a lot of my life. It's not just happening around me. I do uh, end up in my head a lot. And um, I guess a podcast is a good time as any to uh, open some of this stuff up and, and share it with you with the hope that you find some meaning in it as well, or maybe just some entertainment. If you can laugh at my suffering, well, that's great. (laughs) Enjoy it. Um, Yeah, and and look, I say suffering, but like my life is blessed, you know? I grew up a, a child actor with parents who supported my authentic dreams to be a performer, and I hit it. I found success at... 12 years old, I booked Ned's. It was my second pilot season in Los Angeles. And I was just beginning to pursue my dreams and then reached what seemed to be the ticket to them. Uh, uh, My own show, the lead in my own show um, that was funny and that uh, got good ratings and had a great audience and had a great message and great meaning and great fun. Um, I, I was living the life of my dreams as a, as a teenager getting paid, not as much as you think 
I was getting paid. But still, getting paid more than any 13-year-old out there because 13-year-olds shouldn't be working labor, you know, unless they're actors, um, which is a whole other conversation. But I was out there living my dreams as a, as a kid, and um, I, I understand I, I've really had a, a blessed childhood and adolescence in a lot of ways. Um, my family was together up until my 20s, um, had a, a really grounded and supportive family, and I was pursuing the, the things that I wanted to do with my life and finding success in that. And when the show ended, um, we were okay with it ending. There was a chance we could have made the high school Neds. There's a chance we could have, you know, had the next phase of the show, which would have had to change a little bit. We would have had to got, get a little more mature and make high school stuff happen. And it was pitched to Ned's class, or it was pitched to Nickelodeon and they passed on it, which honestly, at the time, I was kind of happy with. It was like, we had done the show for three years. We had done the show 55 episodes. It was amazing. It was fun. They were my family, but we had done the same thing for three years. Um, and so I was kind of okay if they picked it up and moved on to high school, I would have been okay with that. But them not doing it, I was all right. I was like, it's okay. Now it's time to go get after all of my other um, wants, all my other dreams, get into movies, like really, you know, see what's next, work on something else, work on a new character. And it was a, a rude awakening when I got off meds and got into auditions and realized... Uh, Nickelodeon and Disney child acting is not as regarded in like feature film circles and auditions as I want it to be. Um, maybe nowadays it's a little different because social media producers care a lot about that, but we were pre-social media. Twitter had like just come out at the end of Ned's. Like this was not a thing. Um, and Disney was really good at making stars, not just their shows. They were, they had a great marketing machine and they were good at making the actors on their shows, household names, which would help them further in their career and just help Disney make money. Right. But they were good at that Nickelodeon less so. And just for whatever reason, Ned's less so. And so getting out there to audition, I kind of had a false expectation that it was all going to go really smooth. And what I found was there were certain auditions where I, um, I was not ready. I realized I've been doing one type of over-the-top slapstick acting for three years, and I actually need to learn how to be a fucking actor. And so I went and got into an acting class that scared me. I went to an acting class that the first time I was there, I was like, this is terrifying. These people are so much better than me. And this coach scares me with how um, committed he is to work ethic and what's real and the truth. And he called me out. He said, he said, hey, bud, you're, you're slick. Like, you're slick. You're, go you're good. You fool people that you're good. You, uh, you, you probably fool a lot of people. He's like, but the work is not going on. Like, you're almost doing it. You're convincing people you're doing it without actually doing it. And he was right. Um, so I got to work, started working really hard uh, to get better at what it is I want to, to do and be, right? If I'm going to say I'm an actor, if I'm going to be an actor, then we'll go learn what it actually is and go get good at the actual work of it, the craft of it. And uh, so I did that for years 
after Ned's and then started getting really close to that next thing, to that, that next project that was gonna take me where I wanna go, right? I have dreams, I have things I wanna do. And, um, and I kept getting close and kept getting there and then kept being patient and kept working hard in class, right? Like stayed on my, stayed on my vision, stayed on my dreams. And look, I've worked since Nets. I've worked a lot since Nets. Um, but nothing has been as relevant as Nets. And getting so close to these next things, a big movie here, uh, a TV show here, um, and feeling that possibility of how like my life is going to open up. I, I pursued that for, I mean, until now, I mean, I pursued that 15, 16 years post Neds. And now I'm going to cut you ahead to the pandemic hits in 2020. At that point, uh, for a few years, I had been working day jobs and um, surviving. Like, I really was in survival mode. Um, yeah, my parents had gotten divorced. A major relationship ended. I ran out of money. I was working these jobs. Just all of my life, I was in survival. Um, while at, at the time, still auditioning here and there, still trying to get after it. But when the pandemic hit, I started to realize... I'm like really far away from the life that I was living, that I want to be living, um, that I've worked for my entire life. It all felt very distant. Uh, my, my dreams, my access to what it is that I love, it all felt really far away. I felt like I'm, I'm off track, even though that's how life goes. Like, it's not exactly, um, it's not going to be what you expect all the time. And granted, I learned things, but I really, I really, it started to hit when I was just at home and had nothing else to do. I am not where I want to be. And like, I actually need to accept that as a truth. I need to not gloss over that with, with fucking tropes, with fucking spiritual bypassing, with positivity, with a fucking bumper sticker. I need to not gloss over like, yes, but you have a lot to be grateful for. It's like, yes, that's true. I had plenty to be grateful for. But no, I need to sit with the truth that I'm feeling, which is, this is not where I want to be. This is not where I want my life to be. I want something else. I want something more. And kind of getting clear on that has been, was the process through the pandemic. Like, what is it that I want and how can I align myself to that? And how can I get there without forcing it and grabbing onto it um, and like distorting myself, right? So I was going through this during the pandemic and then I turned 30, which um, I've talked about, I talked about this with uh, uh, a couple guests on here before, but 30 hit way harder than I wanted it to, guys. <laughs> Growing up hit harder than I wanted it to. All my life, I've seen people, you know, as adults condescend to 20-year-olds and condescend to teenagers, say like, well, shit's different when you're older and like, I've seen some shit and, you know, um, there's just this, this way that people talk in their 30s and 40s, whatever. Um, and I never understood it because I'm like, you just age and a year passes and you just 
keep living the life that you're living and keep doing your best and, you know, keep counting your blessings and keep taking your losses on the chin and like, whatever, man. Uh, it's not that big a deal. You're 30. I get it. Um, but now I'm that guy who's like, well, you'll see when you're 30. Um, because it, it, it really hit different. Um, granted it was during a pandemic. The whole world was shut down. Uh, life itself seemed to be in a state of chaos that we didn't know how it was going to play out. You know, we're losing faith in our institutions, society, like externally, it was all chaos, but then internally it, it, it really made me look at my life turning 30. I don't know why something about the decade, something about something about imagining where I was when I was 20 and everything that I wanted to accomplish and do and realizing where I wasn't and where I got to, um, at 30, it, it affected me deeply and it, it hurt. It hurt. I had a lot to process. I had a lot to, um, accept about what I had accomplished, what I hadn't accomplished, what I wanted things to be, what they were. Um, there was a lot that I had to like sift through mentally. And that was both me solo talking with friends, therapy, my babies, sweet, sweet therapy. Um, you know, sometimes vices to get through this, this processing. Right. Um, it did feel natural. It did feel like we need to do this, uh, in different cycles in our lives. Some, sometimes our life, our life is going to be expanding and opening and growing, and we're going to feel so much possibility and hope for the future and hope for the present and just like capable. And then we're going to have times where we are contracting, where old skin, old dreams are, are shedding, where we're getting actually smaller and tighter, um, this happens in nature. The rings of a tree go through this period of expanding and then that next uh, ring, right, expands. But then they also go through times where that inner ring is contracting. It's, it's, it's like a natural process that we're all going through. Um, but it hurts. <laughs> it hurts when you're contracting. It hurts when parts of your life, um, you have to grieve them. Like, well, I didn't hit those goals like it hurts and and you naturally i naturally internalize the the not being where i want to be um i felt so on the edge of my potential right i felt like oh i just need the opportunity to unlock this potential but that felt like it carried on for 10 years like i'm i'm not living my potential. I know what it is, but I'm just on the edge of it. I can't break through into it. And like, this is a reality for life. This is a lesson for life. This is a lesson for your romantic relationships out there. Your relationship is not the potential of your relationship. Does that make sense? Your relationship is what your relationship is. And like, look, yes, you got to look to the future. You got to have hope. You got to have hope for your partner and all the goodness it can be, but you also have to look realistically, not at the potential of your partner, not the potential of your relationship, but what is actual, what is actualizing, what is being realized, what is playing out, what is happening consistently. That's, that's where your fucking life is. And 
again, yes, you build it off of a vision, but when that vision isn't showing up, you got to look at what's actually there. And for me, that was really painful because of course I internalize it, even though so much of what I pursue is out of my control. There's so much of this industry, guys, that is pursuing art, entertainment, acting, whatever. Yes, you have to work hard. Yes, you have to be consistent, but it is never owed to you. Some some part of it has to come through like luck and grace and divine timing and the right people and the right time, like all this stuff. There, There is an element of just like divinity that has to occur to achieve success in this industry. Um, and I get that, but I also um, feel like as an adult, part of your life is taking responsibility for what's going on in it. And so turning 30, the, all the things I wanted to happen not having happened yet in the way that I want them to, I internalized it. I had to of like, what's wrong with me? What, where did I go wrong? Are my priorities wrong? Are my values wrong? Am I wrong? Am I not good enough? All of these deep, like deep self-worth questions, accountability questions, um, and it was a long process. I mean, kind of thank God for the pandemic in terms of that, having the time to not be so busy surviving, but just be have time to like sit and process where I'm at and what my life is and where I want it to be, that it's not. Um, but it's a long and painful process. Um, taking account for where I'm at and... Uh, I'm still coming through that, I think. Uh, we're starting to make my other podcast, which is um, a Ned's Declassified rewatch podcast, okay? Um, me, Lindsay, and Daniel reminiscing, going through episodes. And so I've been watching the episodes back for the first time in 15 years. And it is spring. it's so strange, guys. It's so strange. This thing, this thing that for most of you is the reason why you're listening to me or the reason you're watching this, um, this thing that is the, the reason I have so many of the opportunities that I have uh, and been really a blessing in my life and great memories and all these things, but also being this thing that I can't seem to transcend. Like, just imagine being 30 and everyone talking about when you were 15 or 14 or 13. Like, imagine whatever the fuck you were doing in high school or middle school and everyone at 30, when you're 30, 15 years later, everyone talking about that. It's a weird thing where I, on one hand, it's such a blessing and on the other hand, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Watching the episodes back has been a strange process. It's been good in a lot of ways of going like, cool, man. Like this was what it was. It was so positive, so fun. There I am as a little baby boy, being funny, having a great time, so much life ahead of him. <laughs> um, and like, that's great. 
And also, here I am, the man that I am now, still, like, needing this thing from so long ago to feel relevant or valuable in my pursuits. Ah! It's been, I gotta go back to therapy. That's what this is. I gotta, I gotta go back to therapy. Uh, I gotta call Jim. I gotta send a text message. Hold on. Um, no, <laughs> but for real. Um, we've already worked through this. It's coming back, Jim. It's coming back. Um, yeah, it really has been a, a trip watching back Ned's and like getting into reminiscing about it. Um, with people. And honestly, for so long, I knew like, I'm going to embrace Ned's, but I'm also going to work to transcend it. And that was my, that was my mission for years after Ned's. And then at a certain point in my twenties, I realized, well, I haven't transcended Ned's yet. So let me instead turn back around, embrace it. Let me make the adulthood version of the show but I don't own the, the IP, neither does Scott Fellows who owns it or, or who created it. Um, so then my mission became, maybe that's the answer to get where I wanna go. Let me see if we can reboot the show. Cause I, man, I think it would be awesome. Like our show was genuinely about helping kids through school, but at a time when life felt consequential, but it was pretty inconsequential. Middle school, it's nothing compared to facing the real world out of college. So we thought, like, let's have Ned Mose and Cookie out of college and do a show where we talk about all these current issues in adulting, in growing up, uh, taxes, budgeting, dating, roommates, I don't know, car trouble, uh, social media, all these things, sex, hangovers, right? Like, do, like, some real shit and do it through this, the beautiful lens that Ned's is told through, which is, like, some kind of uh, great optimism and humor and like connectedness, right? Showing the connectedness of everyone, even though bully's a bully, he's also has a soft side, right? Like we tried to, we tried to show, even though we were like playing on stereotypes, we also tried to open them up and say like, hey, we're all in this together. So we thought doing that for adulthood would be fantastic. Um, worked on that for a couple of years, trying to get that pushed through. I guess it still could, uh, but, Ultimately, they like passed on it, um, and and that that hurt. That was another step in this process of me like wrestling with my own identity around Ned's and what it was and who the fuck I am, right? Um, so when it, when they passed on it, it felt like all right, maybe I maybe I let this go like for a while. Maybe I like still embrace that you guys love it, still embrace that there's an audience out there that cares about it because it was a special time in their lives when they watched it, still embrace the love for the show, but but maybe start to move into my 30s and like move beyond this thing and start to stop trying to use it, right? Um, but here I am making two podcasts about it. I mean, not about it, but you know, yeah. One podcast about it, one podcast referencing it and interviewing people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Here I am still, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm still here working through it. Um, and I, I think it's just going to continue to be this, this process throughout 
my entire fucking life, it seems. And look, maybe, maybe this is the case for all of us in so many ways. My adolescence happens to be on a TV show that a generation knows about. So what I'm kind of processing and dealing with maybe looks a little different um, than what most people go through. However, maybe we all, <laughs> as, as we're becoming our adult selves, are wrestling with parts of our adolescence that went right or didn't go right, um, that worked out then but looked different to us with more perspective. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's the case for all of us. Um, you know, I think, I guess that's part of the work we have to do as adults is integrating who we are and who we were and who we want to be, right? You want to try and make yourself as whole as possible. That's the thing. I don't want to like cut out the Ned's part of my life and identity. I don't want to like turn my back on it because it's there and it was real and like it was good and it matters. Um, but there's so much more to me and what I want and to who I can be. Um, so yeah, I guess that's part of the work of becoming who we are. Yeah, it's integrating all of these parts of ourselves as best we can. Um, you know, I'm sure as an actor, I'm probably more uh, neurotic about it than some of you, right? I might be thinking about this uh, deeper than some people who don't want to be a big fat star, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, you know. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good how my life has gone. I really, I really do like the lessons I've learned and, and what I've been able to learn about myself and my own character through it, um, through not getting what I want. I really, it's been some beautiful, painful, awesome learning, um, which you do want to be exposed to at, in your 20s. You do want to go out there and fail at some shit and have some dreams that don't go the way you want and not find the success that you feel that you're worth. Uh, I do think you need a good amount of that. If all your life is just like a golden road to what you want, you're really going to be missing the ability to connect to like most of the world. You're going to miss uh, a lot of what, a lot of the time where you really get to learn who the fuck am I? Because it's when everything's breaking down and everything's not going how you want that you have to check in. It's, it's easy, not for some people, but it's mostly easy to be the best version of yourself when everything's going awesome. Yeah, it's easy to be, it's easy to be in your priorities and in your values when you're not up against survival. I mean, it's why I think there's a, a, a big gap with like wealth inequality right now there's a consciousness gap that happens when when you are not on the edge of survival um i mean thank god you're not there like you are but you are insulated from a lot of the anxiety and fear that people who are on that edge are experiencing and dealing with daily and the way that anxiety and fear can like ruin your sense of well-being 
your sense of going after something that you want, your sense of fucking self-worth. Man, like when you're on the edge of survival of like, how am I going to pay for things? Like, how am I going to get out of bed today? I'm so fucking depressed. Like when you're in that space, it's through those times that you, at some point I have found, I can only be in, in that, that low suffering long enough. And at a certain point you have to find something in yourself that says, all right, uh, do I want to stay here? Cause this is going on a lot. And yes, there's things out of my control that are causing it. But at a certain point, am I okay with it just continuing like this? Like, no. And then you find out things about your character you go, okay, how much do I want to feel good? How much do I want to embrace my life? How much do I want to get through this? How much do I think I deserve to get through this, right? And you can start to take actions to get out of it. Or when everything's going shitty and you feel some type of way, that's an easy time to sabotage relationships in your life or find out about your character. Yes, even though I'm suffering and going through some shit right now, am I, am I still like showing up maybe soft and kind to the people in my life who deserve that? Am I still showing up grateful to the experiences that deserve that? Right? Like it, it life really does start to open up and strengthen when it's not going the way you want. It was very easy for me to be nice, Devin, positive all the time, not, you know, embrace everyone when all was good, when money was good and my dreams were on their way and you know I had opportunities and work and people were validating me like that's why it's kind of shocking to me that any celebrity uh sometimes are, are like dicks to people I'm like you live such a blessed life I'm not saying you don't work hard but you live such a golden life I mean it's unreal some of the sh stupid <laughs> beautiful shit that we get to experience when like people know you from TV or film, just people giving you things and telling you they love you. Like what? It's, it's magical. Right. So to be a fucking asshole to everybody, I never understood it. Cause it's so easy to just be kind. Um, but things get more interesting when you're not where you want to be, when you're not, realizing the life that you want to realize and when life is throwing you some really painful things when you're going through it when you're in the depths you know um yeah so this has been my journey through that through my 20s now into my my 30s um into these podcasts into what's next for me um it, it, it's ongoing. I don't think the 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 journey's <laughs> ever over. I guess life comes in these these grand cycles, and uh, yeah, to me, it's just um, it's surreal and strange and specific to my life that Ned's is still such a big part of it. Um and kind of will continue to be, especially as I'm doing these podcasts. It's like, I'm literally, literally, yeah, now it's even more relevant than it was a couple years ago to me. Um, even though I still am working 
into what's next. Um, I trust, I trust in myself and I trust in this life, this super complex, easy to see the chaos and the suffering in this life, but also this wonderful and beautiful life um, that knows more than me. Nature knows more than me. Life is bigger than me. Um, and so I put my trust into that, that even when I'm not getting what I want, I'm getting what I need. <laughs> and as long as I continue to stay clear on my values and what matters to me and what I say matters to me and kind of aligning myself to that, um, then I, I guess I can trust that uh, I'll find what I need to in this life and I'll get where I need to. And, um, you know, I live, I, I, live, uh, I live a life of my passions, a life of my dreams, like I'm, a, I'm an artist. So I know that's not the path for everybody. Um, and so there is a, a difference in life paths, you know, on this podcast as we explore life, you gotta understand I'm, I'm living a particular version of it. There is another version which is a little more stable where you find something you're decently good at that you don't hate, right? You, you gotta like it to some degree. And you go and, and you find security and you find a living off of that. And then you build your life around that base. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. So much, so much of our lives have, have come from that. It can build such beauty, family, right? House, friends, stability, all these things, uh, retirement, all those wonderful things. That is uh, one path of life. I'm on a different one, which is uh, I have this calling in me to create and to I have these visions of what my life uh, should be, and I'm going to pursue that for all of it uh, until I die. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, you got to know the track that I'm on. Um, but yeah, I guess even though I go through these times of like processing it and struggling with it and struggling with my identity with it and going to therapy, babies, um, I I do try and return to a place of like trust and openness and embracing the weird beautiful uh <laughs> dance that this life is and will continue to be so yeah thanks for listening <laughs> um <clears throat> this has been devin's declassified life survival guide uh we'll be back next week probably with a guest where i don't have to dive into the neuroses of my own mind Time to call my therapist. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to that Onami podcast. Onami is like Ned's Declassified for adulthood. Visit onami.co for free lessons on personal finance, career readiness, personal development, and more, all taught by expert influencers and creators. We've got everything you wish you learned in school so you can thrive in adulthood. That's onami.co. See you there.